there's a lot of different ways that a guy's cards can really jump. And when they jump, they jump big. And uh, so that that's what's cool about soccer. Welcome to Breaker Culture Weekly. The guys from BreakerCulture.com help pull back the curtains and give you insight into the hobby. Sit back and enjoy interviews, product breakdowns, and hobby analysis so you can get your edge in the marketplace. And now, to the show. What's going on, folks? Ty from Breaker Culture, proud members of the Bench Clear Media Network. Thank you so much for listening today and uh, and for following everything we do. Uh, this week in the Bench Clear Network, there was a ton of great content. If you didn't see some of the stuff that uh, we put out in Breaker Culture, Tyson Banker put an outstanding, outstanding report for the top 20 baseball flagship rookies that was really cool he spent a ton of time on that and it uh it's well worth the read the link is in the show notes i also put a top 15 prism basketball cards from 2012 to 2020 also put a video together for that hope you enjoy that and then uh the rest of the crew had a great time putting some uh content out we had a great uh conversation on sunday of this past week for our, our hobby chat our hobby talk and uh yeah go check out baseball collector up north collectors and Everything Jeff at Pack Geek's doing, I think you'll enjoy it. But today is a super fun and very insightful, at least I think so, conversation with Michael Rathburn. Now, Michael has been, uh, he has been what we call the Yoda of the Discord community over at Breaker Culture because he he's kind of the go-to guy for a lot of, uh, just a lot of insight around soccer cards, around um, you know, football, baseball, wrestling. He's got a wealth of knowledge, a, a pretty rich background in industry and in sports. Uh, spent a lot of time in DFS, uh, daily fantasy, and um, kind of brings that into the equation when he's talking about sports cards. And so I think you'll really enjoy the conversation. Now, I'll warn you, the first, the first 20 or so minutes are about soccer cards. And you'll notice really quickly that I am not in my element when it comes to soccer cards. And uh, it was a lot of me just listening and asking questions and letting you just gather insight from from Michael, which is, trust me, a lot better than me even trying to attempt to talk a lot about soccer cards. Um, so for those that are into soccer cards uh, or want to get into soccer cards, very valuable 20 or so minutes. I can promise you that. If you're not into soccer cards, um, you can skip ahead a little bit, and uh, we we transition into baseball. We talk a lot about top series two, maybe uh, a couple other rookies worth looking at in series two outside of um, you know Lou Bob, but uh, but we also talk about what does it look like for Tops update? How is Tops going to handle this potentially with rookies and putting them into you know update or uh, series one 2021? So all these little things that we have to start figuring out because I mean look as as sports cards buyers and as, as folks that have to start getting into pre-orders, you have to start thinking about these things now before you get left behind and get outpriced on certain things. So um, some a lot of food for thought would, would definitely be curious in what your thoughts are. So leave your comments uh, on the YouTube post or um, in our Discord channel. All right. Uh, real quick reminder, uh, shout out to Starstock. Go check out everything they're doing over there at starstock.com. And uh, I think you'll you'll enjoy seeing how fast they are growing over there in one of the fastest growing, most intuitive, deepest sports card marketplaces that we have to work with outside of eBay right now. Um, go check out starstock.com, submit your cards, go create your buys, and uh, you'll get a lot of value from that. All right, enjoy the conversation with Michael. Have yourself a great week. 
Ty, good to hear from you. Good to talk to you. Yeah, good to talk to you. People don't know this, but you and I had a solid episode recorded back in December, and the audio was so bad I couldn't even publish it. So, <laughs> it's my yeah, apology, yeah. man. You, you put a lot of effort. Yeah, feel in that bad last about time. that. But we got we circled back here, and uh, hopefully we can connect uh, a little bit more and uh, give some people some good uh, info. Yeah, yeah. You become uh, you become kind of the Yoda of the uh, yeah the yeah. Channel, right? I'm really, uh, <laughs> it's funny because I used to be real heavy on Twitter, and I've just kind of cut Twitter out. I don't, I'm not really on there that much. And really the discord channel has become, you know, my, uh, my hangout spot. And I think more, you know, and I don't, I don't really know when, but it just feels like a lot of good guys have come into the channel in the last three or four months that have created an even better community than it already was. So I really enjoy the uh, interaction. Agreed. Yeah, I know. I feel like it's, it's every couple of weeks you get a new guy in there that's adding some good insight and it's, it's good conversation. So I appreciate you. Yeah. Always, uh, always adding value in there. Um, hey, so, so give real quick, real quick background on kind of who you are. I know you've been, you were pretty heavily into DFS years yeah. ago. Maybe yeah. Tell us kind of a little bit about yourself and then we'll, we'll dig in some baseball yeah. stuff today. Um, I'm 45 and, uh, Whoa! I start. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, uh, I'm 45, <laughs> and I probably act like I'm 25, but uh, I've been I've been collecting since like 1983, uh, when my dad bought me some 83 tops, and we sat down and made the set. And ever since, I've been hooked, and uh, I've been collecting pretty much up until about 2001, 2002. And uh, I'd say I was probably like 26, 27 at the time. And uh, I was starting my master's and I stopped playing fantasy sports and I stopped collecting because I literally had no time uh, to even like barely sleep. It was like work and school, work and school. So I got back into it about two years ago. Um, I had actually uh, gotten divorced and – was in Target buying a bunch of clothes and stuff for my son and uh, walked down the trading card aisle. And other than buying some boxes of Bowman Draft over the years, uh, was not collecting. Mm-hmm. And I started looking at the cards and I really was kind of clueless and I felt really weird. And uh, I bought, I think I ended up buying like Contenders football which we all know is junk <laughs> uh blasters and uh you know, got nothing and then uh got some like score football again got nothing and uh just started getting back into it like two uh, literally like a little over two years ago and just got bit by the bug again and did everything i could to just learn what's gone on in the hobby and uh it took me about a year i'd say i felt comfortable after about a year uh, being in it, buy, I'm mostly buying on eBay and, and then discovering like Beckett, ComC, Sport Lots, you know, things like that, like where I can buy. And then uh, I started selling again, maybe like 10, 11 months ago, a little bit more than a, a little less than a year ago because I felt comfortable uh, with where I was buying. I st- was seeing a lot of gains and I knew I could start start selling and uh it's been going good ever since and uh i'd say up until recently with the uh, issues that we're having with uh box prices being inflated yep. um 
it, you know, that's really been the only damper on me coming back into the hobby. Uh, but when stuff like that happens, you have to pivot. And so where I pivoted was um, I started buying soccer uh, about a little over a year ago. And uh, soccer's blown up now. And it's absolutely insane. And I'm really glad that I got in on it uh, a little over a year ago because it, it gave me a leg up on, on you know, most of the most of the uh, people out there for sure. Well, it's funny, right? I mean, on the discord channel, back to that, it's like the soccer and the wrestling channels yeah. are the two that probably are the most active and people are, I'm, just, I'm leading the soccer and slabs is leading the wrestling. So <laughs> that's true. Yep. But yeah, I mean, it's funny because like when Amape Chrome popped, like, and I'll yep. fully admit I got on soccer because of Gary V. And this was like May or June of last year, and he started talking about soccer. Yep. And I just went out and I bought a couple boxes of Chrome. I bought a couple boxes of Donruss and uh, maybe a box of Finest. And then on Black Friday of last year, uh, there was a website that had some massive deals. And I ended up getting three boxes of Donruss Soccer 2018 uh, cellos for $19 a piece. Wow. Uh, which I knew I was getting a steal at the time, but I couldn't sell any of the cards. There was no market for any of it. And I just threw them in a box and I sat there and I said, you know what? I would love to buy as much as humanly possible at $19 a box, but I can't afford to have all those cards sitting there and I can't, I can't do anything with them. Obviously, looking back on it now, last time I checked, those things were hitting about 300. I don't even know what they are, but um, yeah, I mean, they just went. The retail on those was, um, I think they were 5.99 a pack. So you're looking at like maybe a 72 dollar retail. Right. Um, they they were just dumping them. I mean, they they just must have been sitting on a ton of them. But I, I did get. Uh, it was a lot of good stuff that came out of those boxes. And again, the Chrome boxes were funny that I bought because I got them off Amazon. Uh, I couldn't find them anywhere. I got them off Amazon, and I ended up getting a, a Jadon refractor that I, I sold recently for a pretty good amount. I got uh, Jao Felix, uh, like three base Chrome rookies, and I got a refractor of him along with uh, just a ton of other stuff. So the chrome boxes paid off well the um, which are probably now 3 or 400 a piece and i think they were 50 at the time uh, so soccer has just gone absolutely bananas more than i ever would have expected uh, but it's it, it's legit it's here to stay and it's only going to get bigger yeah it's interesting yeah, it's right interesting. if you if you start going back and looking at some of the older products like the prisms you know 4 or 5 years ago you're just now starting to see some of those cards get traction you know, the selects four or five years ago in soccer. Yeah. It's, uh, I mean, Polisic selects were, were getting like Polisic was getting money. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was, you know, it, it, it was like messy Polisic. Amape really wasn't getting bought. It, you know, it was like a three guy market. And once Gary V put the tag on Mbappe, everything else went, went haywire. I mean, I was getting Mbappe Chrome rookies on sport lots for $3 last summer. And that, it, it, you know, you can't find them now. They're impossible. What, what are they going for now? Ooh, I haven't checked. Last, I sold mine at 100 
So I don't know where they're at now, but I know the refractors are crazy money. Wow. Yeah, it's it's crazy, man. It's like it's like NBA basically. It is. It's a ago. lot like NBA. Right. And it just it just went parabolic. And like everything is just two X three weeks later, right? Another another one and a half X. It just doesn't stop because there there was such low print runs on that stuff. Oh, you nailed it. You just took the words right out of my mouth. Uh, the print runs on this stuff. I, uh, for last year, so I was continuing to buy soccer. I just I just was like, I'm going to trust that eventually this stuff is going to pop because everything is there for it to, for it to hit. Uh, when Prism EPL came out, I saw some breaks and I said, wow, this is a really nice looking product. And the first off the lines, uh, I was watching those breaks and – the first off the line boxes I was getting for a little bit more than what Hobby was. So it wasn't like there was a big premium. I think I was getting them for like 130, 140. Hobby was probably around 120. And I just kept buying the FOTLs up until they hit about 200. Uh, once they hit 200, then I stopped. But again, it was a lot like the, uh, the Donruss and everything. I, there wasn't a lot for me to sell other than the, the first off the line hits and some of the autos. So I was able to recoup uh, on some of the big hits, but then I just sat on all the base. I sat on all the base, said, eventually this stuff is going to move. Eventually some of these guys are going to hit. And so I sat on all the silvers and, and stuff like that. And and sure enough, uh, you know, um, uh, who, uh, uh, um, the kid uh, Hudson Obi started to go up. Um there's a there's a bunch of there's no here, major. <laughs> yeah, no. Adama Treor. I'm probably mispronouncing some of these names, but yeah. some of the rookies started to gain traction, and some of the silvers started to gain traction, and then it just kind of took over from there. Whereas some of the cards, like Polisic's base, has gone from like five to eight dollars to forty bucks in like the last two weeks. Uh, his silvers, I think I've seen them at over a hundred. Uh, they were like 30. And then, um, Phil Foden, his, his base was like a $3 card and now they're going for 15 or 20. And what's happening is because the print runs are so low and because a lot of these guys only have one rookie or it, it's just real, I mean, Polisic has a bunch, so it's good, but like Phil Foden has a Donruss and an optic and that's it. Hmm. So what's his next best card? The 20, 2019 Prism base, which is probably going to be a thirty or forty dollar card, really, really soon because it's very hard to find, and he doesn't have anything. Yep. And yep. that's that's what's cool about soccer, as you can sit on guys, and it, it, it you know it could be like they have a really good stretch of games for two weeks, mm. or they sign a big contract and transfer to another team. Uh, or their team is playing really well and is going to win the league or is, is going to move on to champions or whatever. It's just, there's a lot of different ways that a guy's cards can really jump. And when they jump, they jump big. And uh, so that that's what's cool about soccer. That's interesting. So would you say, and by the way, I did not expect to talk about soccer, so this is cool. What Would, would you say the, the main reason that soccer cards are starting to to take off is that globally they're starting to get more exposure and excitement or do you feel like it's very isolated in North America here 
No, so it, it, yeah, it's, it's, man, you, you nailed it. So really, really, what's interesting is, and I've, I saw this. Um, I think it was around March or April. It was right around like mid March was when COVID spiked, okay. and then everything kind of went crazy. It was around that time, uh, and we had a we had a cut. We had like three weeks with a with a card market was not good at all. Like the middle of March. To the first week of April, I think it was coming out of that first week of April is when everything went haywire. Yep. And all my soccer sales were coming domestic. They were no longer international. Most of the time it was Hong Kong, which I found out was not accepting shipments because I still have cards that are who knows. <laughs> I've got a thousand dollars worth of soccer cards that no one can find uh, that were supposed to go to Hong Kong and never made it. Uh Australia has not been an issue, but I, a lot of so Australia is a good soccer market. Hungary, Denmark, you know, things, and the orders that were coming in were uh, from like Texas and New York and Virginia and Oregon, and it, they were all over the U.S. and they were no longer international. And that's when I knew this thing was going to start hitting. And I think I remember going in the in the in the channel and just saying guys the soccer wave is coming mm -hmm. uh i'm getting orders from the united states and then i started seeing graded cards uh and that that was kind of like the second pillar that needed to fall uh the united states market blew up grading started to happen um there were no other sports soccer was the sport that came back first and when bundesliga came back Sancho went nuts. Uh, Havertz went nuts. Holland went nuts. I mean, yeah, Timo Warner. I mean, just these young guys in soccer were just all blowing up. And then you go look for their cards, and you know, oh, Sancho's got a Donruss, an Optic, and a Chrome, hmm. and that's it. Uh, and then um, you know, Jao Felix had one card, um, one rookie. Uh, Holland didn't have a card and that was kind of that's kind of the tough thing about soccer is it's kind of good and it's kind of bad is that a guy like Holland uh, had no cards so there was no soccer products from February until July 1st so the, the demand for Holland is like been bubbling for like six months and it's it's exploded you know, Holland cards are, he's in finest. He's going to be in Chrome. Uh, his stuff went bonkers. Uh, we're seeing it now with Chronicles that came out this week. Mason Greenwood has had no cards. He's now got a Donruss and uh, it's going for crazy money. The Mason Greenwood cards are getting, I never in a million years would have guessed that his stuff would be selling for what it's selling. I mean, you've got, Donruss numbered parallels going for fifteen hundred to five thousand dollars. His base rookie is selling for two hundred bucks. Right now, uh, that's uh, insane. I think. Right, I think. Well, if you think about it, though, it the hobby the hobby product is um, you only get about eight base Donruss cards in a pack. Hmm. Uh, I think was the number. I think it's eight. Well, it's a 200-card set, so now you're looking at, what, one every 25, bo one every 25 boxes is going to have a yep. Greenwood. So the, getting a Greenwood out of hobby is very hard. 
but there are the numbered lasers and there is the uh, pitch kings. Mm-hmm. Uh, the issue is going to be when retail hits because retail is base heavy and there's no autographs and there's very few inserts. So that's when I think the Greenwood stuff is going to come down. But I don't think it's going to come down a lot. I think maybe it settles in at $100. But um, I don't think it's going to drop much lower than that. Because even in retail, getting a Greenwood is still going to be tough. Well, the Raider Rookie goes for 200 plus, right? Then you got the Chronicles yep. Contenders card, which goes for 300 Oh, he's in cont- Okay, uh, yep. Yeah, I forgot he was in that. Yep. I mean, it's like... Yep. No, it's no wonder that the Chronicles hobby cases are selling for almost five grand. It's <laughs> is it twelve? Is it a twelve box case? It is a twelve box case. I think yeah, blow it has yeah, like forty seven. That product, yeah, that product, um, and I've been pumping that product for like six months. I mean, I've been yep. waiting for that product. It's even better than what I thought it was going to be because they put in a lot of retired players' autographs, mm. and I sold. I I popped a nine out of nine. Uh, his his nickname is Body uh, Gabriel uh, Batista, mm-hmm. and uh, I sold it for a thousand. Wow! I mean, that's I never. I mean, I knew when I saw nine out of nine, I'm thinking five six hundred. You know, yep. just based on what I was looking at, and uh, I had posted it on a few breaker pages. Yep. And I got hit with about eight offers, all from overseas. Uh, all from the Asian market, and I had offers anywhere from five hundred to a thousand, and I took the best offer. But um, yeah, that's how crazy the Chronicles product is. Uh, some of these veteran players have no autograph cards, so this is like the only crazy. one. Yeah, or you can't find them. Yeah, you know, the, the, it's just gone. So Chronicles is maybe one of the best. I mean, eighteen Donruss was probably the best soccer product ever produced. And I think Chronicles is taking the crown from uh, 18 Donners. Wow. Well, you know, it'll be interesting because it, in, in the Midwest here, soccer's not super huge. I mean, especially to the point where people are buying soccer cards. Yeah. You might actually be able to find that stuff at Target and Walmart. I buy it all. <laughs> right? Yeah, you, yeah. All those listening, that'll be a fun product to go chase. For it's sure. going to be, it's going to be a, a really cool product to, to break. I mean, I broke three boxes of hobby yesterday and, uh, man, it, it was like, you don't know what's coming. Like when you open a box of top series two baseball, you know, you kind of know, you, you know what you're going to get. Yep. You open a box of Chronicles soccer, you have no idea what you're going to get. You don't know what's sitting in that pack and you don't know if you're getting a one of one, a nine of nine, uh, 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 Mason Greenwood play. I mean, there could be a thousand dollar card sitting in there. You just, you just don't know. No doubt. That is the beautiful thing about Chronicles and the props to Panini. They've made Chronicles just, just that, right? It is the most unpredictable product they have. And it makes, I think really the, fun. the Chronicles when I, I knew this stuff was going to hit when I saw, well, I knew, I knew from the beginning, but when, when they released the pictures, Finally, they released some of the pictures, and they talked about the uh, historic tickets with like Messi and yep. Yep. Uh, Ronald, um, Ronaldo. I just knew. I'm like, wow, those cards are beautiful cards, uh, and uh, the pitch kings and just uh, the prisms are going for huge money. Uh, if you happen to pop a prism silver, uh, those are going for monster money. So, um, yeah, they've. Uh, 
it's for me, it's the product of the year. Uh, I'm very, very interested to see what's going to happen with um, Tops UEFA Chrome because that is a uh, product based off of this year. So, like, um, some of the roster, like, Finest was based off of um, the checklist for Finest was based off of last year. So, Holland is really the only key rookie. They they didn't put Reyna in there. Uh, Gio Reyna, who a lot of people might know, Claudio Reyna, who played for the U.S. national team, that's his kid. And he is a – his his stuff's probably going to be just underneath um, Holland. So, like, uh, you figure Holland's finest is – I think it's running about 100 bucks. Um, the Chrome Holland is probably going to be more. Uh, just because it's Chrome and it's going to look better. So let's say the Chrome Hollands are going to hit like 120, 150. I think Reina's are probably going to be 75 to 100 if I had to guess. Uh, so you're going to have two big, uh, big names in Chrome uh, Bundesliga, which comes out next week. But the big one is going to be UEFA because UEFA is all of the top teams in the different leagues. So that's when Mbappe can get in. That's when you're going to have some of the top guys from Premier. You're going to have the top guys from La Liga. You know, it's kind of like Chronicles, but with Bundesliga. And Bundesliga is with, uh, you know, Dortmund is is the team. And that's with Holland. That's with Reyna. And that's with Jadon. Uh, and uh, so those those that's the that's the money team. So um, that and, and then you bring in Mbappe. You bring in Fatih. I mean that UEFA Chrome product. They did they did tease a Jao Felix auto, which looks really really sweet. Uh, that Chrome UEFA product could absolutely be explosive. End of the month, and, right? End of July, seven twenty nine. That's a uh, I don't know. They, they, well, last I saw on Cardboard Connection, it now says July slash August. Okay. Well, blowout's showing seven twenty nine, so that'll be interesting to see if they stick to that. But you, my man, you know your soccer. Holy crap. I need to enter a universe that I know like baseball. Can we talk baseball? Absolutely. <laughs> uh, but I tell you what, though, you got me itching to go grab some soccer cards. <laughs> it's a lot of fun, man. And watching Holy it's crap. even better. Yeah. Holy watching it's crap. even better. Mason Greenwood yesterday. Mason Greenwood just off his goal yesterday probably gave him a 25% bump on his cards. Mm-hmm. Because it was just a ridiculous goal. I love it, and that's what's that's what's cool about um, what's cool about soccer is that a goal is almost like a grand slam in baseball, mm. and uh, it's um, or it's like a three home run game almost. It's it's just a you know getting a goal for a guy is um, and, and this kid's eighteen. He's an absolute beast, and we're obviously seeing now uh, the prices on his chronicle stuff is. It's Zion esque. Yeah, when you're yeah, there you go. I mean, base cards at three hundred bucks. Enough said. Ungraded, <laughs> ungraded. Yep. Oh yeah. my goodness, that's yeah. more than Zion. That's unbelievable. Absolutely. And it's deserved. It's not. It's not like this kid is being overhyped. This kid is for real. Wow. Exciting. All right, I'll be. I'll do some more research. So next time we talk about soccer, I'll uh, I'll be more educated. But let's let's shift over a little bit to baseball and let's start with. Everyone's favorite product, Top Series 2. <laughs> hmm. 
You know crickets, what though? Crickets. I, I, I think it's a, I got Here's the thing. I think Tops did the absolute best they could do. Yeah. With what they with what they had to play. I mean, they were basically playing a poker hand with a pocket two seven. I mean, they 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 just didn't have a choice. Thank God, Luis Robert was in there, but it's not their fault. You know, there was no season. They typically would have. Typically, the cutoff point is the first week of June. So they get eight, nine weeks of games, and typically guys are called up by then. And you figure maybe Series 2 would have had Wanda Franco, would have had Joe Adele, would have had Jared Kelenic, you know, would have had five or six guys. I mean, typically it's been a three-headed monster, you know, right. whether it's Tatis, Vlad, Alonzo, you know. Right. Yeah. So um, it would have been a three-headed monster probably for Series 2. Uh, and we didn't get that, but I think they did whatever they could for sure. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's interesting, right? Cause you see all that chatter about, you know, obviously S- series two is selling out. It, I mean, you can't, you can't even find it on the shelves in a lot of places. And I think some of it's just uneducated buyers trying to flip it, whatever. Yeah. Right? And the McCutcheon but, buzz, the raw, the, the, the I sure. think the S the triple SPs I think have helped. Yeah. Uh, there's been a lot of buzz that came, and I, I commend Tops for that tri card. Uh, I think yeah, that was awesome. really cool. I love that. Uh, the Mookie Hollywood is super cool. The McCutcheon car. I mean, look back in the early '90s. You know, Stadium Club had the guys with the tuxedos. That mm-hmm. those cards were widely popular. The Nolan Ryan Tux, uh, the black and white Bo Jackson, yep. uh, the Score Dream Team of Canseco with a shirt off. I mean, there's just some of these cards that, I mean, I really wish that there's that. Um, Tops did an SP of Harper with the Phillies fanatic. I mean, gosh, I would love to see Tops. I wish they would take and do a set like that, where it was all these unique photos, and just make it like opening day, and um, yep. you know, no inserts, no autos. It does just just. Make make a two hundred card base set of just awesome photography, and um, I would rather buy that than this. They pumping out Stadium Club Chrome and Agreed. just rehash stuff, you know. Yeah. So Tops Tops does an awesome job with photography. They do, you know? and, and to your they, point they though, great. I mean, to your point, right? I think the great thing about what happened with McCutcheon is that, and it doesn't happen very often nowadays, is that the card. It, 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 it saw that price rise because people were kind of drawn to the actual yep. picture of the card and it's kind of its place and culture. Yes. You know, and that, that is, that is so the important. Black, it, it's almost kind of like project 2020, right? Like the only reason yeah. I think even had any relevance is because yep. it blended the culture. It brought yes. together different parts of the culture yep. and it's great to see cards sell for, and go go parabolic if you will because you know what it caught on and it just it struck a chord with a different group of people yeah no i remember when i saw that card i was just like wow that is the super coolest super yeah. coolest thing and um would love to see them do more of that kind of stuff for sure well so the question always is hey outside of you know luis robert and is there, do you say robert or robert i've always said robert but i think some people say robert so that doesn't matter what does he actually say is it luis robert I haven't been able to find out. I mean, yeah, I'm. I've seen him play in person because the White Sox have three affiliates in yep. the area, uh, and so I've. And, and it's always been Robert here. 
Okay. So we'll I, I, I don't know though. I'm not, I'm not claiming to be the expert on it, but. Okay. I mean, Luis Robert, right? I mean, he, he's tier one. If you look at Vegas odds, he's the second highest or second lowest, I guess you could say second best chance of winning rookie of the year behind Gavin Lux. So, I mean, he, he's five to a player. Well, Robert's the first in the American league. Yeah. He is first in American league. Yep. Yeah. So, um, I mean, I wouldn't put money on Lux right now. I know we're going a little bit off. He hasn't reported yet. Um, that, that to me is uh, a little bit shaky. Um, I don't know. To me, I'm fading him. Uh, I, I, I don't know if you can bet the field or, I mean, I'm not, I'm not as big on Joe Adele as most people, but if Mike Trout decides to not play Joe Adele to me becomes the favorite for the, uh, rookie of the year behind Luis Robert or ahead of Luis Robert. No, I think it, for me personally ahead. So Vegas odds here's interesting, right? I like talking about this because I think it gives good perspective on what, what people think and what could happen with cards. So Luis Robert is plus 250 to win the rookie of the year. Joe Adele is plus 1,400, number seven. Oh, I'll in take the American that all day long. Yeah, I'll take that all day long. I mean, you got guys like Haislu, Cesardo, Michael Kopech. You got Casey Mize, Brendan McKay. All I'm not putting Joe money Adele. on any pitcher. In this oh, environment, no. 60 games – Putting money on a pitcher is you're burning your money. Yep. Wander Franco plus twenty two hundred. Oh, I'm I'm pulling up the odds now. Wander Franco at twenty two hundred might be. Uh, you know, it all depends on playing time. It depends on playing time, and if and if um, if Adele look if Trout decides tomorrow that he's not playing. Those Adele odds go from twelve plus twelve hundred to like plus two hundred. Yep. So I'm looking at the list. It's not a very well. It's so not a very good list. It's, <laughs> it's not right. So of, of the I'm shocked names. that Franco was twenty four hundred. That's I'm really shocked about that. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm on my bookie, right? And there's thirty four names for AL and NL, and I wanted to give some perspective, right? Of the thirty four names, only one of them is in series two, <laughs> and that's yeah. Lewis Robert, right? There's no other guys even down the list that are in series two. Well, Kopech had a rookie card last year because he was on yep. the forty man. Uh, Lizardo was in series one. Mize obviously hasn't been called up yet. McKay is series one. Evan White, I don't even remember. He's got to be from. Um. Nate Pearson doesn't have a rookie card yet. Uh, Forrest Whitley doesn't have a rookie card. Yeah, I'm shocked at the prices on the pitchers. And, uh, yeah, I, I mean, to me, I think there's a lot of opportunity on these. And I'm looking at the National League. And uh, I look at, like, a, a Brendan, Joey Bart, right? Buster Posey. Oh, okay, I don't have playing. Bart on my list. Uh, I got plus Brendan Rodgers at plus 1,300. That's interesting. Yep. Um Dylan Carson at nine seventeen. Carter Keboom, I like. I think if I had to put money on somebody tomorrow, I think Carter Keboom would be who I'd put money on. Yep. Um, interesting. Yeah, he's been on a lot of the uh, you know top five rookies to watch this year, and you know the this. A lot of people season. bailed on him because he didn't perform well last year. Yeah. I mean, you can go get gold updates. That that'd be the card I'd go find. Is that that gold update? I've got a couple of them, and I'm just sitting on them. I'm just going to wait. Heck, yeah. Yeah, interesting. Well, 
there, there's a few other names. I wanted to throw these out there because when people are buying series two, right. And they're thinking, okay, obviously we're pulling out Luis Robert. What other names should you maybe be setting aside? There's, there's a few names that stuck out to me and I'll throw them out to you. See what you think. My number two is Hunter Harvey only because he had some of the pedigree. He's pitcher. Yeah. You got to deal with, I mean, and look, I realize we're dealing with like tier two, tier three, but like past him, maybe Gratterall 21 year old for the Dodgers. Maybe Justin Dunn for the Mariners. Uh, but the guy who sells for the second highest amount, interesting here, James Karinchak for the Indians. Yeah, and that's all. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, I mean, it's a 24-year-old pitcher. Yeah, I think to me, um, you know, I don't look at pitchers at all, really. Um, I like Jake Fraley. I think Jake Fraley is uh, a guy that, um, could start in the outfield for them and um, has put up decent numbers. So I think I'm uh, just going through the checklist now. Jake Fraley, I know, was a guy that I was looking at. Uh, and he's, yep. yeah, he's, he's way down on the, um, just more of a short term flip sure. uh, kind of guy, not, not anything long term. Um, and then uh, Edwin Shigo Akiyama. Right, Edwin. Yeah, I was gonna say Edwin. Edwin yeah, Rios. Edwin Rios is interesting, like especially with the DH being added. Uh, and Muncie, uh, I was listening to RotoWire uh, podcast, and they were talking about um, those guys are from California, so they're really tapped into the Dodgers and the A's. And they were talking about how Muncie hasn't reported yet, and Lux hasn't reported yet, and the name Edwin Rios was being tossed around as somebody who could get some playing time so uh edwin rios has a card uh there's another guy uh from the rockies uh is it is it pronounced yaza oh you're talking uh yonathan yeah. daza right yeah, yeah 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 yep uh it comes down to playing time for me and if yep. he's gonna start yeah yonathan yonathan daza if somehow he gets playing time and it's going to start, you know, that just becomes, you know, obviously anybody that's a hitter for, you know, for Colorado. But um, so, yeah, it's going to, you know, I mean, I think, you know, Yu Chang is interesting. Yep. Uh, but, yeah, it's slim pickings. <laughs> it is. It is really slim pickings. Um, it's interesting. I do pull up, you know, sites like um, maybe it is Rotowire. Um, you know, fantasy pros, those sites that kind of show where they've been ranked in their system, but also their average draft position, which yeah. again, another, another metric to kind of weigh. <coughs> when you're, when you're yeah. I use ADP. I use ADP a lot. I use yep. it, especially football, um, uh, football, baseball, for sure. Um, ADP is huge. That's, that's kind of who I predict who I'm going to buy in the NFL. Nice. Well, guess who? So obviously, Luis Robert is number one. Yeah. His average draft position is ninety-one. Who do you yep. think the second highest drafted rookie in Series Two is? Oh, jeez. Um, your guy, probably your guy that you mentioned first, Harvey. Um, he's the fourth. So okay. it was John Birdie for the Marlins. Third oh yeah, because he's gonna play all over. Yeah. 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 I was gonna talk about him, but I mean. Because he's like a super utility guy, and he's going to play all over the place, and he's going to get stolen bases, so he's getting pushed up. Yep. Right behind him, yep. one spot is Shogo Akiyama, 
32 year old for the reds right and then you got hunter harvey who who could potentially be the closer for the orioles right so i mean that who knows he's got i mean he's got triple digit stuff he'll be fun to watch but outside of that man you drop like all the way down into the 400 500 range yeah it's unfortunate it's it's unfortunate that you know and and it tops just like look at look at 2019 series one i mean that's a dog yeah that's a dog with fleas so, you know, there's nothing in that. I mean, Not just I can't a dog. Even... It's a dog that won't stop itching. Yeah, I mean, outside, I don't. I mean, I know Ramon Lariano's in there, but I don't even know who else is. Uh, you know, it's yeah, just no it, it's tough. It's tough. It usually one. I mean, 2018 is a little bit. You know, 2018 is loaded in Series One, and then Series Two has the Acuna special and things like that. But you know, it's it's rare when both. Series one and series two are going to be good. You know, yeah, you got you got Kyle Tucker in series one. You got Jeff. Yeah, Kyle Tucker. Yep. Right. I mean, that, yep. that's really it. McNeil yeah. had his, you know, his cup of coffee and that little like two week run. He had a great batting average for the year, but yeah, and, Kyle and Tucker then, could pop. Kyle Tucker's a guy that, um, but if it doesn't happen this year, um, yeah, you know, that's just start to wonder, but. Yeah, I mean, you think about it. That's I, I don't even know what the secondary market is on tops one nineteen because I haven't even bothered to look. But if two or three guys happen to break out, you know, I I, I mean, I remember I bought twenty eighteen series one jumbo back in January for four hundred, and now it's eight hundred, and it's where it should be. It should have never been four hundred. I mean, it's like with all the guys' rookie cards that are in there. Uh, it's you just Devers and, and Albies and I guess Devers, Flaherty, Albies, Flaherty, Bueller, Hoskins. Uh, Hoskins. Yeah, man, you had some yeah. Ones, no, man. it's 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 loaded with young kids that are all in the majors that all are ready to pop, and all it takes is one guy, and I think that one guy is probably Devers to really pop and become like a thirty dollars rookie card. Yep. Yeah, exactly. That, that's what makes. That's what makes series two probably the most interesting to me is that of all these guys I look at outside of maybe Ronald Acuna, right? Robert to me is the guy that could be that MVP type player. So I get somewhat excited. It's probably why the, the value is not going to drop too much more than it is right now for sealed wax. Unfortunately. Yeah, it can, it can carry, it can carry. That's for sure. Yeah. So talk a little bit about update then. So what, what are your, what's your gut telling you happens with, kind of players being thrown into update. I, I mean, this top's going to be smart and maybe carry over some guys in the series one next year, because there's going to be a lot of names that, that get their first game. Yeah. Right. What, what yeah. Do you think I think, I think what they're going to do, and it's just speculation, but um, if you look at what they did, Luis Robert signed his contract on January 2nd to be on the, and then he was automatically placed on the 40 man roster. Yep. He is eligible to have a card, even though he hasn't played in a major league game. Same thing happened with Michael Kopech. Mm. So, and Michael Kopech is actually from uh, Series One Nineteen as well. Uh, but so, opening day came out mid March, so it's about ten weeks after they got the official word to put him in. So, if if we get baseball Ju- July twenty third, uh, but they're playing now. But let's say within – let's say by August 1st, Tops has uh, – right now, t- uh, update is scheduled for October 9th. We've already seen every product get delayed. 
they bumped factory sets by two months. They went from July, early July, I believe, to early September. Or it might have even been early June. Mm-hmm. But they bumped factory sets by like two or three months. So that to me was an indication that – and I would imagine right now that the, the pre-orders on update are dismal. So if they if they wait and they say, hey, if Franco plays in a game right away, if Adele plays in a game right away, if Julio Rodriguez – you know, there's like 10 guys where if, if they can get three of those guys uh, – to, to, to have played, then I think uh, we could be looking at uh, update getting pushed back a few weeks to get those guys in. And if that's the case, then we know. I mean, obviously, the, the holy grail is Wanda Franco. Um, right out of the gate, a Rondo Franco tops update base is probably like, what, 20, 25 bucks? Oh, yeah. Uh, um, so, you know, that's the biggie. Uh, but. Um, and, and it does seem like they, you know, either they're going to get him in update or they're going to get him in series one next year. Um, I, the question for me is whether the 60 man roster is going to count like the 40 man roster. And if that's the case, then the player doesn't need to play in a game, uh, for them to make a rookie card. Now the concern is, you know, some of these teams have called up their top 15 or 20 prospects. So would we enter a situation where, you know, I think I did the math and I talked about it in Discord. We basically are going to have an additional 1,000 players in the player pool. Uh, Tops is obviously not going to make a card for every one of those guys. Uh, so they're going to have to make a decision on who they're going to put in. And obviously they're going to want to put in rookies. Uh, but they're going to want to put in the, the top tier guys. They're not going to want to put in the number 25 prospect on the Mariners. So, you know, it's going to be interesting to see, do they, do they select just the top prospects and preserve the rookie crops for future years? That's what I would suggest. Uh, there's no reason to make a card of a guy like Nuelve Marte right now. He's so far away from the big leagues in real life. There's no reason to put a rookie card. I mean, let's look at the guys who we think no, would have been called up anyway by June 8th, Wanda Franco, Joe Adele, uh, you know, those are the top two that I can think of. Off top. I mean, Jared Kellenick, most likely. Yeah, uh, Joey Bart. And there was, uh, Joey Bart, is that? Yep. Alec, Alec Baum would probably be another one. I mean, he's more of the DH um, guy. He, he's benefiting from the DH. But, um, yeah, they, they would have had three or four studs in update anyway if, if they had played a regular season. So I think um, if they can go with that, like there's no reason for Robert Poisson to have a rookie card right. just because he got called up for the A's. It, you know, so I would hope that they would use some discretion and maybe look at it and say, hey, who are guys that were like at double A or above or high A or whatever? And, you know, these guys like Nuelve Marte and, um, you know, guys like that really we shouldn't be pumping out a rookie card of a guy like that. So Agreed. Right. And I think – I think best case scenario for tops is right. Joe Adele does play and Joe Adele is hot. Yeah. Or a guy like Christian Pash or, or a guy like you know, yep. Joey Barton. Drew Waters. Really I mean, that's hot. a great, you yeah. Just, yeah, you just, it, yeah. One of those guys is going to play. They're going to play. Yep. 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 They're going to get Waters hot. Or Pash is, yep. And, and, and I think tops is thinking, well, you would think they'd be thinking this, please. We need one of those 
two or three guys to get hot so that we can pump them and update. Yes. Because they, yes. they want Wander in Series 1. He's a guy you want in Series 1. Yeah. Uh, I don't think an under-ordered product, you don't want Wander in. That's true. Oh. That's true. That's true. I'll, I'll, I'll give you that. Yep. So it'll be interesting. I mean, the flip side is, right, you got <laughs> you got Wander floating around there, and all of a sudden, you know, Tops is relevant basically all offseason. Well, you know what they could do? They could they could really have their cake and eat it too and just do an SP of Wander and yeah, then no, save no his true rookie for 2021. 20, I know you love that stuff. So <laughs> Well, I yeah, I mean I'm not I'm not a fan of it, but it would make sense. I wouldn't hate on it. Yep. I because I don't I don't the dead product is not good for the hobby. Yeah. Like top series two this year, that's not good for anybody. You know? I mean that's that, not that's dead. not Huh? You you think that's a dead product? Well, what I mean by that is it's got Robert, and that's that you know as far as like long term. Yep. Um, there's not a lot in it in compared to other tops products. So uh, maybe dead is not the right word, but I think as far as thin, like very thin. thin yeah, I mean yeah. it's just not a lot, not a lot, not a lot of meat on the bone. Whereas, you know, um, but uh, with um, with update. Uh, you know, there's no all-star game. There's no home run derby. So all those cards that add value uh, to update, like last year, last year's update on paper, it didn't look good. And I even remember thinking, boy, this stuff might tank. But when I started breaking the product and I was getting all the parallels of Acuna and Trout, all the all-star parallels, uh, the Alonzos, the Vlads, I mean – the value break was just incredible, especially on Jumbo. And that's kind of like the underlying thing with Update is it had all-star game cards. It had home run derby cards. Those are not going to be in there now. Um, now, if they're replaced by rookies, it's okay. Right. Uh, but we're not going to get any in-season you know, stuff. Uh, we'll have rookie debuts, uh, but – you know that that's you know that's about it but um you know they're going to have to have some additional rookie card i mean update right now based on the pre-sale sheet is in trouble yeah oh for sure yeah i agree yeah unless unless we get word that they're going to and like i said i don't i think they could probably delay it to november 1st or even push it to like mid-November and try to capitalize on Christmas, Black Friday, and the product would blow it out of the water. That'd be interesting, right? Because with Bowman, they'd probably push Bowman Draft, and Bowman Draft's going to be interesting, right? With the no, draft. they won't push Bowman Draft. That won't because that's not impacted by anything of what's going on now. Well, I mean, you just—I mean, you got limited money, right? Christmas season, you're going to have two major products within four weeks of each other. That would be interesting. To see I don't think I don't I don't think. I don't think it matters to them because Bowman Draft is a hobby only product and it's a different market than Tops Up. Tops Update, yeah, they make hobby, yeah, they make jumbo, but that's a heavy retail product. It is. It is. Yeah. I think a year ago I would probably absolutely agree with you, but I feel like these days hobby retail doesn't matter. Like there's just so many stinking buyers out there. Yeah. Guess. Yeah. But yep. yeah, that, that'll be interesting. It's going to be really fun to watch that. Yeah, the next the next six weeks you're gonna tell us a lot. No doubt. You're right. 
I mean, especially with a soccer product coming out every week uh, for the next like four or five weeks, and then uh, Panini's doing out basketball, <laughs> and that's another thing. If you think about it, what's going to happen with basketball cards? The draft is not till October. Uh, are they going to push back 2020 basketball releases? And uh, if so. That means they're basically going to run the presses on 2019 basketball up until the start of next season. Yeah. They're going to come up with every single product they can with a Zion rookie until oh, they can. 100%. Hey, they're going to have every possible first. They're going to milk product. they're going to milk that cow. <laughs> well, and they already are, right? They're they're back channeling oh, yeah. like pulling everything back, right? It's it's a distributor yeah. issue, distributor issue. They can't get the product. It's you know, there was printer issues. Yeah, well, all of a sudden it's leaking out through Panini's site, right? Panini realizes yeah. you're exactly right. We got to yeah. milk this thing all the way down till its last drop. I made a prediction. I all I don't think it was in Discord, but it was on a group what I think is going to have my bold prediction of what's going to happen with retail is the retailer and the manufacturer really can't do much about the issues. Uh, what they can do is disrupt the supply chain. Uh, so they can't they can't control what's going to happen with these third parties and what they can control the product that gets to the third party restocker. And I have a feeling what's going to happen is base you're going to start seeing a lot more base product and that's going to be all pushed to retail it's going to be um your scores your donruss your your you know what and i think you're going to see some more base end products mm -hmm. uh, from panini i think especially i'm mainly talking about panini um i think they're going to push a lot more base like you might see a score basketball or you might yep. see you know just get ready um and i think what then they're going to do is they're going to take the prisms and the mosaics and the optics of the world and they're going to sell direct and they're going to put them on their website they're going to bump up the price and because if you're thinking about it if you're panini why are you letting Target sell it for nineteen ninety nine, and it's not even hitting the shelf, and it's on the secondary yep. market for sixty? Yep. Panini's not. You think Panini is going to continue to let that happen? No, they're going to cut off the supply chain. They're not going to. What they're going to do is they're going to maybe like cut. Prison might still hit Walmart and Target, but it's going to be drastically cut. I mean, it's going to be like twenty five percent of what it what it was this year, because. They're not profiting off of the secondary market. And when they can put blasters up on their site for 40 bucks instead of 20, all the money goes to them. Yeah. Well, I think you could be right. You could be right. I think they have to be really careful about biting the hand that feeds you, right? You don't want to cut a, a Walmart and Target when they've been there through the thick and thin. I, I think it's probably more. But it might, it might not matter if, if you replace you, all you got to do is replace the product. So if it, you know, if you replace your prism with a, you know, who knows with a score basketball, I mean, yeah, it's, it's not the same, but it's still a product that they're pushing out on the, the original intent for blasters 
is not there anymore. Like, I mean, the original intent for blasters was kind of like it was it was a point of entry. Right. Uh, obviously, that's not the case anymore. For I mean, sure. it's a totally it's been totally messed up. Yeah. Uh, I just I just don't I, when we we see Panini selling um, so much more direct on their site and especially like score football blasters. I mean, that to me is like they don't need to do that. Why are they doing that? They're testing the waters. Yep. Which, hey, look, get get your crap figured out with score football. That's what I say. Get it all figured out so when you put product up there and you want to like actually support the collector base, we can actually buy product. That's what I say. So get, get it all figured out, Panini. Keep doing your job. I'm tired of trying to log on to buy stuff and, and nothing works because no one can get their infrastructure. Yeah, back. that's a whole nother issue with the bots. Yeah. yeah. Well, we'll save that yep. for some, something else. I, I tell you what, though, yep. I'm excited about, about Donner's football this year. I, I'm Any not reason a football why? Guy. I, just, I just think like the timing of it is going to be very unique in the sense that um, it's a big base product. It's a very big base product. It hits, you know, stretches across hobby retail. And I think football yeah. is just making a comeback in the hobby, as is any sport right now. But I think football, this is the year where we see the resurgence of football cards. And I bet, I bet Donner's ends up being a pretty big deal. Yeah, I mean, it. it's typically the best value. I mean, I know for me, Donner's hobby football the last two years has been the best ROI break for me hmm. uh, by far. And, uh, so, you know, from that perspective, uh, I would, I would say that, you know, continue to see that coming, uh, with football, it, you know, we had three QBs in the tops, top five or six, um, in the draft. Uh, if any of those guys get playing time, the thing about football though, is it's typically not the current season that drives the market. Mm-hmm. It's typically two or three years before. So 17 and 18 are just monsters because of Mahomes, Deshaun, Lamar. You still got Baker. You still got Darnold. You know, I I do think 19 has potential to pop, whether it's Daniel Jones, Drew Locke. Um, Obviously, Kyler, if Kyler has a big year, which I think he will. but his, you know, his prices are, are still there's still room to grow. So it wouldn't shock me if 2020 wax sells, but doesn't appreciate a ton. I think you'll see a steady stream of, of activity because Burrow's on a bad team. Two is may not play, uh, so we may not get a return on guys right away. But I think the 19 wax we've obviously seen jump tremendously. The 18 wax is still got room. The 17 wax has still got room. I think 16 is going to pop. Uh, Goff, Wentz, Dak, I think one of those guys. I pro- I'm, I'm putting my money on Dak, but Dak could pop and get into that elite class of quarterback. Uh, Zeke could have a big year if he gets over the COVID. But the, Cow- the Cowboys could be primed for a big Super Bowl run uh, if all is healthy. But uh, I think 2016 uh, could see a big jump. Interesting. Interesting. This is what I want you to commit to. I want you to commit to getting back on the show 
with you and Tyson Banker, and we have a football prep show, and we talk. Sounds good. Because I think it'd be good. But I, I, here's my prediction. My prediction in 2020, 21 season, is that we see the rise of the running back and receivers in football cards. I think we have to. Quarterbacks are being priced out and and just priced up so much. Uh, I agree. I've been buying a lot of Mike Evans. Uh, I've been buying a lot of DeAndre Hopkins. Uh, I've got a lot invested in Jacobs and Miles Sanders. Uh, DJ Moore. Those are those are the guys I've put some money into. Beautiful. All right, man. We're at an hour. I love your approach. You are extremely knowledgeable. I got a few rapid fire questions for you. You ready to do this? Got it. All right. What's your uh, top three hot dog toppings? Oh, people are going to kill me. <laughs> uh, Dijon mustard. Okay. Uh, grated cheese. And uh, coleslaw. Ooh, okay. Coleslaw. Nice. Is that yep. a thing in the Carolinas? Is that like Carolina slaw? Yeah, yeah. Well, the Carolina dog is um, chili and uh, coleslaw, and uh, I don't do chili. Yeah, I don't do chili, so. Okay. Okay. But. What's your favorite non-sports media personality? Oh, wow. Uh, what's an example? Um, like John Stewart. Uh, I don't know. I forgot her name, but the girl that's impersonating her name is Sarah. The girl that's impersonating Trump on Twitter is unbelievable. <laughs> really? okay. nice. Sarah Sarah Cooper, Sarah I think her Cooper. name. Right. Oh, she's got like a 1.7 million followers, and they've all come since April. Uh, she has absolutely blown up. And uh, she is hysterical. Um, wow. I've never laughed so hard in my life. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I watch well, her videos like 20 and 30 times over and over. I'd say Sarah, Sarah Cooper to me is she's going to she's going to have her own show. She's going to have her own HBO special. I mean, she's good. got her ticket. Her tickets written. Yeah. All right, I'll, go, I'll put her link in the show notes here for her YouTube channel. Let's check it out. With that many followers, though, I'm sure it's not news to anybody. Um, all right. In in uh, in lieu of the release of Greyhound today, the new Tom Hanks movie, which I'm excited to watch, the Navy the Navy movie. What's your favorite Tom Hanks movie? Do you have a favorite Tom Hanks movie? Believe it or not, it's uh, big. Big. All right. Cool. Yeah. I uh, I watched that thing you do with the kids the other night. Reminded of how good of good of an actor he is. He's so so versatile. Yeah, yeah. Um, I I, I mean, I I'd go Philadelphia. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah. I, I Philadelphia was really really good. That was a great movie. Cool. Yeah. All right. Last. It's question. been a while since I've watched a Hanks movie. So. Yeah. Well, there you go. It's on Apple. Yeah. I think it's on Apple Plus. So you have to. I don't even know how you get it. Yeah, I'm looking it. I'm looking it up now. Yeah. Greyhound. Uh, Good. All right, last question. You got to spend $10,000 in the hobby right now. What do you spend it on? Mike Trout, Giannis, and Pat Mahomes. 
Whoa. Didn't even go soccer. I'm proud of you. <laughs> well, if I were to throw soccer in there, it's a little tough because some of the guys don't have cards yet. Got it. Uh, there's a kid that doesn't have a card yet that played. Camavinga. Camavinga, to me, based on what I've seen, has the potential of being massive. Uh, and there's another kid in soccer, Xavi si uh, Simons. He uh, plays on PSG. That's Mbappe's squad. Uh, he's 17. Uh, it says he's listed at 5'5", but I saw pictures of him. The kid looks like he's grown a ton. And uh, he's not like this little kid anymore. He looks like a really tall kid, and he, he just looks like a rock star. So... I think that – and he plays center midfield. So if if and when he has a card, I'm telling you right now, it's going to be higher than Mason Greenwood. And he's got great hair. That helps. He has he, he, <laughs> he has a look of an athlete that could be a huge mega crossover pop, pop figure. That's going to be fun. All right. Love it. Good stuff, okay. Michael. Thanks so much for being available. It's great talking to you. You're welcome. Thank you.